All right, today I'm here with Roger Harrison, is that correct? Yes. And uh, what branch of the military did you serve in? Navy. Navy, cool. Um, was that right out of high school, or did you kind of piddle around a little bit? Right out of high school. You knew exactly what you wanted to do? Exactly. Why the Navy? I had a friend of mine that was in the Navy, he was okay. a chief, and he kind of like talked me into it. Said you're, the Navy is the place for you? Well, he had all them stories and stuff. Oh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So how much older was he? Uh, probably about six years. Okay, so he kind of had some experience yeah, under his belt that you kind of were like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, Roger brought in some photos, and uh, you're on an aircraft carrier, which is uh, really awesome stuff. Um, what, and this was from um, Desert Storm? Yep. Um, so a lot of people think, you know, Navy, you're on boats, uh, which couldn't be further from the truth because of everything, especially at that point. In the, I mean, back in World War II times, and it was probably more accurate. But now my best friend is in a pilot. He's in the Navy, and he's been a pilot for 10 years. So um, Blackhawks and now the big whatever those things are called. They're not 747s. They're bigger than that, whatever they are. But um, so you actually dealt with flight. Is that right? I wasn't. I didn't fly. You didn't fly, but you no. dealt with. Yes. You dealt with planes. Yeah. I was an aircraft mechanic. Okay. Aviation hydraulics. So, did you have any kind of mechanic experience before you went in or anything like that? No. Nope. They taught me everything did, I knew. Did you want? Did was this one of those instances where you were like, you know, I want to learn that. I'll do that. Or is it? Hey, guess what? You, this is what you tested, and this is what you're doing. It was almost a hey, guess what? Really? Yeah. And they said, man. Eh. We'll send you to school. You'll be in a hydraulics. And I said, fine, let's go. <laughs> That's what I did. So uh, did you have did you have something else in mind that you wanted to try? No. It's just whatever you get me, I'll do it. I just wanted to go in it. I wanted to go in aviation. I didn't want to I didn't want to be on the tin cans. You didn't want to be underneath. I wanted the, to be on an aircraft yeah, carrier. Yeah, gotcha. Um, did you, uh, how long did you stay in for? Uh, 21 years. So you did full career. Yep. Nice. Um, and did you spend any time overseas other than uh, Desert Storm? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, I made quite a few deployments. Uh, my first four years was mostly over in the Mediterranean. Okay. On the John F. Kennedy. And uh, then after that, it was a lot of shore-based squadrons. Yeah. So that got me off the ships. Yeah. So um, anti-submarine down in Jacksonville, BP outfits. Okay. Those were pretty cool. Yeah. Planes went out. We stayed on shore. And you just kind of watch the watch the fort, make sure everything's oh, cool. Yeah. Milked it out for five years. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Especially you know, being in 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 the, in the time that you were, um, this is kind of where you start to see like technology really going quickly. Oh yeah. And I would imagine you guys were just constantly. Oh, guess what? There's this new thing. You got to go train here, and this is something else you got to learn. Exactly. But the big difference I I witnessed. Is when I first went in, and then I was on station on the John F. Kennedy, compared to where I did a break-in cruise on the Eisenhower. What a difference! I mean, we had to coat the soda machines with the cups. They had actual soda machines. Yeah. And games, you know. And, and now they got where you can talk to your wife on the cell phone. Oh, yeah. you know, we didn't have that. Oh no, no, no. We had no. to wait till we pulled in port to call your wife and. Weeks gone by by then, and they're freaking out at home. Yeah, now you can watch your kids. I mean, they really got it made. Now. Yeah, and, and it, I would assume that it's a lot easier for the guys that are on the ship too well, with that in regards to that kind of at home connection. Well, yeah, because when we were gone, I, my first two deployments were nine and eleven months. So, and I was married. So that's yeah. a long time. But now, you know, like you can talk to your wife tomorrow morning and and the kids and. So that makes a big difference. I don't know if I've ever actually told this story when I've done an interview before, but you bring it up, so I'm going to tell it again. If I already have, I apologize. My stepfather's career, he was 
I want to say, seven, eight Marine, and then he finished career in Army probably like 18 years. He still works for the Department of Defense in K-State. Um, for the, They have a Department of Defense wing for the agricultural school. It makes, I don't know what they do there, but it's very important, okay, whatever it is. But in when Afghanistan happened in the early 2000s, he was part of the crew that kind of went and set it up. So they weren't, it's not like it was at the beginning, like at the end where they had facilities and things, like they would basically go set it up and move on. And so kind of basically what you're saying here is like my mom would go weeks without hearing from him and somehow he was able, and they were, they were very strict, no communication, no sat phones, nothing. Well, my mom being who my mom is basically helped him smuggle in a sat phone, okay? <laughs> so word in his, in his group kind of got around that, hey, you know, Hansford's got a, a sat phone. So the guys would be like, hey, man, I, I haven't talked to my wife in like a week. Can I call him? And she would be like, yeah, 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 just, you know, DL, just keep it on the DL. He said this one went on for weeks, and then finally his CO called him in and said, Sergeant Hansford, I hear that you're the man to talk to if I want to get a hold of someone at home. And he's like, oh, God, I'm so screwed. And he goes, no, it's fine. Just let me see your phone. i got to call my wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's kind of how it was in the beginning um, until now, obviously, where like you could FaceTime with them from wherever you are. You know, During the Gulf War, we actually had phone booths on the flight deck when we we would park every now and then, like every 45 days, to take a break from everything. Yeah. And uh, they would have phone booths. You go in, and you'd have to sit there and wait for the operator. Yeah. And it was three dollars a minute. Yeah. Now these guys are. And the time, and the time, and the oh, time yeah. changed because you'd be over there. It'd be afternoon. It'd be you know, exactly. two in the morning here or whatever. Yeah, I I was with her several times with a phone to ring in the middle of the night. It'd be him. That was uh, I was lucky. I was on the America. They waited till we got out through the Suez Canal. And as soon as we popped out, it was the next night, the skipper came in and said, uh, we're at war. And then the day after that, we started launching them off the front end. Yeah. Stacked. Yeah, for a oh, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. Consistently. So it was interesting. Yeah? So. Would you do it again if you had the chance? Absolutely. Really? Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. What did you do after? So um, you, you made a full career and you retired. Did you, did you do and decide to do anything after you got out or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I've retired three times already. <laughs> three different careers? Well, actually, I went to prison for eight years. Okay. But I was on the other side of the bars in okay. Florida. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't wait for this story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you were, you were a guard for a little bit? They call them correction officers. Correction officers. Excuse sergeant. me. You're right. Yeah. I was a sergeant down in Florida. Okay. And uh, actually, I was in the Florida Keys, so that wasn't bad at all. No, I can't imagine. I bet for the guys on the other side of the bars, it was probably a little aggravating to smell that sea air and not be able to touch the beach, you know. Yeah, kind of. But they had work crews. They got out a little bit. Yeah. And then after I retired from that job, I moved up to Wisconsin, and I was happy with being retired. And one day I got a phone call, and there was some guy from a machine shop saying he got my application. I didn't put in the application. My wife did. She got tired of looking at me <laughs> for a year. You got to do something. <laughs> so, so I did eight years in a machine shop and, yeah. and left them. And I'm, after that, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you put your time in for sure. That's exactly. awesome. Well, Roger, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. And uh, thank you so much for your service. I really appreciate you coming you're, to the lunch today. You're welcome. Thank you and for having me. And thanks to the wife for submitting you just like she did with the... Uh, that was another surprise. Yeah, I know. Who's this guy? What? Did you hear that part on the phone? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm glad you came nonetheless. I All appreciate right. it very much. You're welcome.